Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Listening to Making a Difference About Domestic Violence and Abuse with host Shereen Rice on the CWR Talk Network. Good evening, this is Shereen Rice with Making a Difference About Domestic Violence. Uh, last week I had a great person on here, uh, Lisa Briarly and her friend, and it was absolutely amazing. I do have to make a, a a change in my introduction from last week. I said it was her son. It was not her son. It was her friend. It was my bad because we had talked about her son coming on with her. But anyway, so it was uh, an amazing show, and hopefully you can uh, look that up. Okay, so my goal for this show is to educate and help in the healing journey for those who are suffering from domestic abuse. I'm pre-recording tonight, so you cannot – oh, no, I'm going live tonight. So I was thinking I was – I was pre-recording. I'm pre-recording next week, and I can't wait to tell you about that one. Um, if you're listening tonight and would like to get in touch with me, email me at shereencwr at gmail.com. That's S-H-A-R-E-E-N-E-C-W-R at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. I want to do a shout-out tonight to Tammy Coates from the Cammie May Foundation. If you are not familiar with this case, um, Anthony Christensen killed her daughter, Cammie May, uh, during a domestic dispute. Um, he made it look like it was a car crash of some sort. Uh, she was living with him at the time. He got his sentencing today. This has been over a three- or four-year period. It's been quite a long time. So he got two five-life sentences and one 15-year <laughs> sentence. So that is actually pretty phenomenal. I have not heard anything like this before. So it's good. He's off the streets, and we are safe from this one. Um, So she will be on next week. This uh, actually was handed down from Judge Marvin Bagley. So thank you, Judge Bagley. Great job. And um, we're probably related, actually. (laughs) So anyway, um, Tammy Coates will be on next week to talk all about this and what she went through and and so forth, the perseverance and everything that she did. It was great. I'd like to remind everyone that our show is on every Thursday night at 6 p.m. Pacific, 7 Mountain, and 8 Central Time. My show can also be heard on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Google Play if you subscribe to those services. If you want a direct link to those services, you may go to the CWR homepage on the website cwrtalknetwork.com and click on the logo for that service. If at any time you experience a trigger, please don't hesitate to call the national hotline at 1-800-799-SAFE, 1-800-797-233. Okay, we're going to go to a public service announcement, and I will (coughs) introduce my, my guest in just a minute. 
This message is for all of you sitting in the passenger seat, and apologies if it gets a little uncomfortable, but how does it feel to be at the mercy of someone who thinks a random text is more important than your life? Someone who takes their eyes off the road while speeding along in a three-ton hunk of steel. Freaky, right? Well, why not just ask them to stop? Or better yet, volunteer to text for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Welcome back to Making a Difference About Domestic Violence and Abuse with your host, Shereen Rice, on the CWR Talk Network. Welcome back. This is Shereen Rice, and my guest that we have on tonight is Rebecca Jackson, uh, our, our local filmmaker and video prowess. She's amazing, and I talked a little bit about her last week. I was pretty impressed with um, a lot of things that's been going on on Facebook. She's been really uh, daring and have put out some questions that were actually triggering to some people. So, you know, those are the type of people you say, don't read it. <laughs> they're going to get triggered right but anyway so i'm going to pass the time over to you rebecca and have you finish telling us a little bit about yourself and what you've been doing well i'm a as you said local filmmaker and i've been uh, doing short films and music videos and and stuff like that for about five years now and uh, a couple of years ago, I started working on a documentary for sexual harassment, mostly opinion-based. I was very interested to see what people's knowledge and opinions were on the subject. Um, and so I've been doing interviews, you know, the last couple of years. But this year, I, uh, you know, I'm like, hey, it's 2020, you know, let's rock it. You know, like it's the 1920s, treat the 2020s the same way. And, uh, you know, so I've been just really concentrating hard on, you know, working on that and getting other things done as well. Uh, just want to make the most out of this decade. So, yeah, I've uh, been stepping that up, doing more interviews, scheduling more interviews, and uh, just kind of getting uh, delving more into it. Um, as I started asking questions, um, as far as the sexual harassment goes in my interviews, Um, I started asking other questions, too, having to do with sexual assault and misconduct and molestation and things like that. Well, actually, I didn't really ask about molestation, but that just sort of naturally came up. Um, And so it's kind of turning into a whole series of documentaries. And I think that one thing that you wanted to really talk about was uh, what I've been doing on Facebook, which is actually something that I started on a whim, Um, you know, like I wanted to get more people for interviews. And so I started asking, um, I think I started my post like around January 21st. And so I originally asked like, you know, has anybody had these, you know, things happen to them and would you like to talk about it? Didn't really get a whole lot of people interested. And so, you know, instead I just started asking, you know, point blank questions, not really knowing if anybody would actually answer them. 
Um, but the first one I asked was, what's the difference between sexual harassment and sexual misconduct? And uh, who has an answer for me? You know, and I just yeah, threw that, that out there. Yeah. And um, I don't remember. Did you actually uh, answer that one? I don't remember either because you've put in so many out there. And I've answered, <laughs> you know, like a handful because, I mean, they're keep, right. they keep popping up. <laughs> Well, I do I do one one a day, so yeah. What's what got me is my youngest brother actually answered this one, and he's like never on Facebook, and he never pays attention to anything I do, and so I thought that was interesting. But he, I don't know if he looked it up or what, but he said sexual harassment is usually just verbal sexual misconduct. Um, cannot be only verbal, and anything more than sexual misconduct is usually felonies sexual assault so he answered that one um i actually got 38 comments on that one and so i'm like huh maybe i'm on to something well some of them um, have been like a hundred right i mean they seem to go forever i posted yeah i posted one that it really surprised me at just how where this went and i think that that's the one that really, I was like, wow, I'm really on to something. Um, I posted asking what should be done about women who falsely accuse, or not just women, but anybody who falsely accuses someone of sexual assault. Should it be, should they go to jail? What should be done? That actually has, let's see. Oh, you know what? That actually only has 73, but it led to some really interesting not only comments, but connections I made. Yeah. I got, um, you know, this one gal came along and was like, why is nobody in this, in, you know, in this whole thread talking about recanting? If you recant, would you be considered somebody who falsely accused? You know, she was mentioning the slippery slope of that. Yeah. And so, you know, we kind of debated a little bit um, here and there. Um, about that subject, and I actually thanked her for, you know, giving me a different perspective of that because I didn't think about, you know, people who recant just because they don't want to be, you know, um, dragged through the court system right? Um, or, you know, various other reasons, you know, whatever the reason might be. They were sexually assaulted, but they just don't want to go to court over it. And so, um, you know, I, I thanked her for showing me, um, you know, a different uh, side of that. And then this other gal comes along and she's like, I am blown away that you are like so open-minded that you just can like be like, oh, okay. You know, like, and she's like, so I may be interviewing her. I may be interviewing the other gal. Um, I actually made a very interesting connection. Um, this guy, Daniel, who actually used to work as a victim liaison with the police. He's like the one who would um, talk to victims, explain what the cops are going to ask, why they're asking it, and be there for them. And so he has answered, I think, every single question. Sometimes it takes him a couple days um, because he might sit on one wondering how he can word something, (laughs) you know. But he's very thoughtful and um, very thorough with with his answers. 
Um, I actually want to go through and save a lot of those answers, um, you know, as resources. Because right. he does know a lot about the subject. And um, he just seems like one of those people that have been around the block a few times and has seen and done a lot. So, so awesome. you know, it's, uh, yeah, very. Maybe we can get him um, on the show. You, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Actually, that may not be a bad idea. Um, Probably a good one. But anyway. <laughs> Yeah, and and it's also been brought to my attention um, that nurses and other medical professionals um, are sexually assaulted by patients all the time. Oh, my gosh. And nothing has been done about that. And, yeah, I know, right? Kind of shocking. I had never thought of this. Yeah, that's inappropriate. And all of a sudden, I'm hearing a lot about it. And it's like, holy cow, why? Why, why, why? You know, why are the hospitals not doing anything about it? So, right. Did you have any specific questions? Uh, no, but what that, what that did remind me of was um, I sometimes think that nurses aren't given their due, like that one police officer one time that was threatening that nurse because she was doing her oh, job absolutely. but anyway mm-hmm. that was pretty sad yeah no, no but for sure yeah. I, what i wanted you to do is ask some of the questions and then um share some of the answers we could actually go back and forth on some of the answers okay um what comes to mind when i say sexual aggression uh what do you have a, do you have an answer for that one well the what that sounds like to me is like when someone touches you and you don't want them to, and you know, it could be like at a party or, you know, out at the movies. I mean, it doesn't have to be someone you're dating or anything to that extent. Well, let me tell you what made me think of this. Um, I don't know if you or any of your listeners have ever been in a situation where like you're having sex with someone and all of a sudden it turns really aggressive. And you're like, um, okay, that's not what we discussed. You know, that is not something that I want. And you ask the person to change, but they're not changing. So wow. to me, that would be sexual aggression, right? Uh-huh. At least that's what I was thinking of when I posted that question. Um, but I don't think anybody thought of it that way I, um, like say for example um, so I said a person who approaches you and won't take a polite no or not interested someone who touches me or gets in my bubble without knowing me someone calling me a bitch or a whore or worse because I don't respond to their lame side handed comments or compliments and I thought that was a pretty good answer um and then Daniel, the one that I was telling you about, says that aggression is spelled. Oh, he he was he was uh, correcting me on my spelling. <laughs> uh, let's see. Yeah, apparently I. Well, at least you have him. One G. Yeah, he's like. However, for me, sexual sexual aggression. Oh, whoops! Missy just popped up in front of that. Um, sexual aggression is simple and propelled 
or excuse me, Sybil, the propelled aspect of sexual desire, and like anything, it is polarized as positive or negative based on factors of who is cu- who it's coming from and whom it's directed towards. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a little vague. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, you know, and that's a, a lot of people have said, "Oh, wow, that's a vague question." Well, I do that intentionally. Because I want to see how people interpret it. I want to see how people react to it. If I be specific, then less people are going to answer. Less people are going to, um, you know, um, feel like it relates to them. Does, does that make sense? Yes. Good. Um, so let's see. What's another question? I mean, they got really good. Um, yeah, there's, there's been like a couple days in a row where hardly anybody has commented on I'm like, okay, is people just sick of this now? <laughs> but then I, you know, I ask another one. <laughs> maybe and it it's goes, a Wednesday and they're just like, not getting on. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's it. But I've had so many people thank me for doing it that I'm like, oh, well, now I can't stop. <laughs> Um, I've I've set a bad precedence, but uh, no, and it's funny because, like, I did it on a whim. I didn't think about the fact that nobody else talks about these things on Facebook. I didn't think about it being controversial. I didn't think about it, you know, about people having problems with me posting these things. I just did it, but that's me. I just do things. I'm impulsive, I guess. Right. um, and, And also, I just felt it was important. This whole thing has yeah. become fairly important. No, and um, um, there. Go ahead. No, go ahead. What were you going to say? I was just going to say one of your questions um, was, uh, in fact, this was today's questions. Were you ever in a situation where you could have had sex with someone who was vulnerable or unable to consent in some way, and you chose not to? Yeah, I think that's great. <clears throat> yeah, I. Uh, you know, I put a lot of thought into how to word that because <laughs> um, yeah, I, I actually was giving a bunch of examples I found that when I give examples people misunderstand like I think I was yesterday or the day before I asked um, the question um, oh if you know name a crime and name what sentence you'd give to it and I gave an example and people thought at first people thought that that was I want to. I wanted them to answer about that specific crime, so I took right. that part off. But I still. I think people still didn't quite relate to it, and that's fine. Not everybody could relate to me. It's it's all good. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I I do like today's question, and Daniel answered it, and a couple other people answered it so far. Um, and, and you know, I mean, some of these, you know, kind of it's drip and drab type sort of thing. Where it's like a few right. people here, and then there's nothing for hours, and then, you know, uh, it might take off in the evening, and you know that makes sense. You know, it's, um, you know, especially since I I do it at all times during the, the during the day. Sometimes I've done it at like 7 a.m. You know, it just really depends on when I'm awake. <laughs> sometimes I've done it at 10ish. Sometimes noonish. The latest I've done it is like four o'clock. And I know that being inconsistent kind of works against me. So, 
you know, if it was something like I was selling a product or something, then I'd be more consistent, but I'm not too, too worried about it. Right. Um, um, here's yeah, another no, one that, that you, a good question. Uh-huh. yeah, here's another one that you put up uh, yesterday. A lot is being said lately about human trafficking and porn. And we, you know, we've heard a lot about that lately, haven't we? Mainly human traffickers forcing people to perform sex acts and uploading it to porn sites like Pornhub. Many people are calling mm-hmm. for some sites to be shut down. But is that fair? What can be done? What should be done? Right. 45 and comments, girlfriend. 45. Yeah. Um, and I actually found out, um, well, actually, it wasn't that one. I've done a couple different porn ones. On the one before that, I found out there's actually going to be a conference in Salt Lake at the end of this month. Um, there's like the something pornography coalition. It's basically, I think it's to help like combat the whole, um, human trafficking, um, porn connection. But yeah, Uh this lady came on and that other post and was like, I talked to a detective at a porn convention and he said, there really is no, um, proof that there is a connection between, like porn and um, sexual assault, which was what, what the other question was about. Um, and I was like, wait, detective, porn conference, like, I need to <laughs> hang out with you, girl. Like, where, what are you talking about? Like, uh, but that's but anyway, not what yeah, I understand. So, Is that what you understand? Um, the stats that I've heard <clears throat> were that they they did have some sort of a connection. Every study that I've seen that has been done cannot find any conclusive evidence that there is okay. a connection between watching porn and um, committing sexual, like uh, violent sexual acts. Now, is that there's okay, but here's the thing: and just like anything, you shouldn't do too much of something, right? You shouldn't. Yeah drink too much, you shouldn't smoke too much, you shouldn't watch too much porn. Right. But here's the thing. So if you have a deviant mind already, you can get ideas from porn, you can become over-sexualized or use that as an excuse. And am I saying porn is like the best thing ever? Absolutely not. But do I think it's like the evil thing that a lot of people are making it out to be? Not necessarily but it can be perverted into something that is evil given the right mind. Does that make sense? Right, yeah. A lot of people go back to the whole Ted Bundy interview that he did right before he was executed, where he said that watching porn, like, created his mind that way, blah, blah, blah. But here's the thing. And every every interview Ted Bundy gave, he gave a different reason for why he did what he did. And at the time, porn being the evil thing was like on everybody's you know list. So he was just telling the interviewer what he thought the interviewer wanted to hear. Oh, you think? And I probably oh, no, I'm got pretty it from sure because I I saw all those. I did see all those. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. I've been in profiling classes. I've been in other psychology classes, criminology classes. And it's been brought up multiple times that that, it, that he was just basically saying what the interviewer wanted, you know, to, to hear at the time. And, I mean, he has said things like, oh, I had a terrible childhood, you know, because of the time the whole blaming your parents thing was in. Um, and he actually had a very lovely childhood, uh-huh. um, unless I'm thinking of someone else. But anyway, I just know that he lied. Like, he just basically would say anything. So do I believe that porn turned him into the crazy person he was? No. Do I think porn may gave him some ideas to go along with his bent mind? Perhaps. Um, yeah. So... Do I think that, but here's the thing is that the whole Pornhub thing, the whole, my understanding, the way that that works is that they have professional porn that that is uploaded to the site, but they also have um, like homemade porn, which is something that has become very popular for some reason. Um, I don't know. I find it strange to watch other people have sex, but that's just me. But um, <laughs> it's like awkward. Like, why do I care what you're doing? Okay, anyway. But I have five brothers. I was exposed to porn rather early, and I actually find it pretty boring. It actually puts me to sleep. So <laughs> there you go. Um, all right. So um, the uh, amateur stuff, you know, gets uploaded as well. And so I I guess what is happening is that victims of of human human trafficking, uh, sex slavery, you know that sort of thing, is um you know they're they're forced to perform these acts and then yeah. it's uploaded to the site or sites. Right. Right. Now. I would imagine that the best thing to do is to have moderators for those sites that go through every single, you know, um, clip or video or whatnot and look for certain telltale signs. Are they drugged out? Are they underage? Things like Where that. Where did this come from? The, Let's go arrest the, the guy. Problem, yeah. yeah. See, the problem is, is that there are a lot of legitimate porn actresses who are over 18 who look 14, 15 years old. Um, and they're used because, unfortunately, there are men who love that that sort of thing. Um, I should say people. I don't really like to pin everything on one gender or another. But yeah. um, let's say, you know, there are people who like that, right? But those actresses are 18, 19 years old. Um, so that's kind of hard to tell. And then we have Tracy Lords, who started when she was 14, and nobody knew she was 14 because she acted and looked like she was, you know, 18 years old at least. Yeah. And so the age thing is, like, so sketchy. It's like, so how do you really moderate that? But I guess you could look for, you know, other things like the drugged out thing. Do they have markings like they've been tied up i suppose i don't know that much about human trafficking um don't want to know a lot about human trafficking not really um only because i'm a very sensitive person 
Yeah. But, um, you know, it's nothing that I have delved so deeply into that I know how they're held captive and things like that. I do know, and I don't know if I've mentioned it to you. I might have the, the other day, the traffic cam app. Did no, I mention I that to so. you? Mm-hmm. Oh, I must have mentioned it to somebody else. Okay. There's an app called Traffic Cam. I think it's T R A F F I K C A M. And you upload it or you download it on your phone. Then when you're at a motel, like especially a cheap motel, you take pictures of the motel and upload them to the site. And then law enforcement um, compares them to like when they get like at, like when they find ads um, that they um, human traffickers use to sell their goods, you can say. Um, you know they're usually held at a hotel, motel, whatever, and so it compares like the arts, the bedspreads, what the bathroom looks like, stuff like that, with the pictures, and it, so it helps them track like where the traffickers are holding, um, you know, the, the people that are used for, uh, you know, the sex trade or whatever. So that helps them get like one step ahead of the traffickers. Does that make sense? Did I lose you? No, no. Hello? Can you hear me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let me ask yeah. you this. Um, can't, did the uh, Me Too movement kind of spur you in this direction? Yes, in a way. Um, probably not in the way that you uh, would expect. Um, I I saw a lot of the negative things that were happening with the Me Too movement, where guys were becoming afraid of even complimenting women, even saying anything to a woman um, trying to talk to women, um, anything like that. And so it made me really think about, you know, what goes on between men and women and what, like, what makes a woman feel like she's being harassed. Do guys know that they're harassing and things like that? And I feel that there's a lot of subjectivity involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's why I started with the documentary because I want to see – what women think. I want to see what men think. And I think that's one thing that makes it interesting about what I'm doing is that I ask men and women the same set of questions. And I don't tell what people don't tell people what the questions are until I'm asking them because I don't want it to be rehearsed. I don't want them to sort of think about the question until they're answering it. And I think I've gotten some interesting um, answers that way because they don't have time to necessarily think about it. And so, um, but I do ask the exact same questions of both men and women. And some are opinion-based, some are um, experience-based. And some, like I can give you an example. Like I'll ask, have you ever been sexually harassed? And then I'll ask, have you ever sexually harassed someone? And so, you know, I ask that both of men and women. Now, I hate, I hate hypocrisy a lot. And one thing I've noticed, and I'll use her as an example. I don't care if she wants to come back at me. I'll add a bit. Barbara Corcoran. I think that's how you (laughs) say your name. She's on Shark Tank. 
Do you know who I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah. Okay. She got up and was like, oh, I hate Donald Trump. I met him, and he was a sexist pig, and he tried to seduce me, and he was crude, and yada, yada, yada. And Okay. So anytime you watch Shark Tank and there's a hot guy on there. Right. What is she doing? She, she She's making comments. She's making uh-huh. faces. She's, she's doing all kinds of shit. And I'm like. Okay, so it's right for you to do that, but he can't say things. And I know Trump takes things to an extreme, so that might be a bad example. But my point is, I see women, you know, get on guys' cases about sexualizing, you know, um, women and, you know, um, things like that. And then they go and do that to other to, to men. And I'm just like, um, okay, <laughs> like, how is that right? Now, do they think it's right because the men don't care as much? That's very possible. However, I've actually asked, like, when is it okay to um, sexualize or objectify a man? And some men have said, well, we don't really care. And then some men have said, okay, women literally come up to me and grab my crotch, and I'm not okay with it. I'm just right. like, who are these women? Like, what? <laughs> like, if I was dating a guy and, like, you know, I was being kind of flirty or whatever, yeah, I might do that. But, like, you just go walk up to a stranger. And this guy's like, yeah, women come up and motorboat my beard. Do you know what motorboat is? Yeah. How do you motorboat a beard? That was my question. But women literally stick their faces <laughs> in a beard and like their face, like they're motorboating or something. And I'm like, what in the world? Like what is possessing these women? Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, excuse me. I love, I love beards, but damn. <laughs> yeah, really? So, so I on asked, the third, um, you had this question. Um, guy rejects woman. Woman later gets guy drunk to sleep with him. Did she rape him? Is it his fault for letting himself be put in that situation? You got 77 comments. (laughs) Yeah. And I probably should have said drugged instead of gotten drunk. But my point was, especially that last part, should he have put himself in that position? I asked that because, a lot of the times, it's like, oh, well, what was she doing there? She, she shouldn't have put herself in that place, right? Right, I so love I wanted it. To see if anybody, I wanted to see if anybody would catch on to that, and I'm not sure a lot of people did. But, um, yeah, so it was it was pretty interesting, some of the well, um, re- comments I got on that. My response, that was 77, I'm sure you wouldn't have remembered it, but my response <laughs> is, if he rejected her, why was he drinking with her? <laughs> Because men are, well, I shouldn't say men are go dumb. Go home but... or don't go at all if you're <laughs> going to reject her. I don't know. You know, I'm not saying it's his fault. I'm not saying it's her fault. What I'm saying is, what was he thinking? That it wasn't well, going to happen? he may like her as a person. He may like her as a friend, but he doesn't necessarily want to sleep with her, right? Right, So right. maybe she's just like, hey, I have some cognac. Or, well, you probably can't get drunk <laughs> so much on cognac. But I have some tequila. And then that was another thing. Somebody was like, well, what was he drinking? And I'm like, okay, let's just say tequila, like, because that will make you do anything. Yeah, I don't and know. And somebody How was funny. like, well, you can't be raped if 
you're, you know, you'd have to get an erection and you can't be raped if you're getting an erection. And I'm like, okay, but then that means that a woman can't be raped because when a woman is raped, her body produces um, lubricant as a protective mechanism. Yeah. And also the brain, you know, is like, oh, this is happening and this is what my body does when, you know, this happens. And um, so I'm like, so if a woman produces lubricant when being raped as a biological um, response, then I think a man can get hard when that is happening as a biological response. And I've heard men say that, you know, they've been tied down by women and forced to do things, and they got hard and couldn't help it. So, you know, just because you have the biological reaction doesn't necessarily mean you're consenting to what is happening, right? Right, right. So. Yeah, I get that. I think both sexes, you know, there's problems with both genders, so. Right. So that was, uh, I was reading some of the the responses on that. Pretty interesting. <laughs> and and, very, yeah, and uh, other... <laughs> very different, too. Opposite sides. Yeah, absolutely. And um, it's interesting um, to see people conversing on their own in the threads and having conversations. And I don't know if they're messaging each other privately, you know, or whatnot, um, but they're, like, getting along. They're, you know, learning from each other. They're bouncing ideas off of each other. Uh, it's really a beautiful thing. It kind of reminds me way back in the day when I first got online, um, MSN would allow you to make your own chat room. And so I created a chat room. You have to, like, recreate it, like, every day, basically, if you want to do it every day. But um, it was called A Woman Telling You. And I gave advice to men about sex and relationships from midnight to (laughs) 6 a.m., like, every night. Wow. And the interesting thing that would happen is, is that, you know, guys would come in, get their advice, and they may come back a few days later and be like, oh, my God, that worked. Thank you so much. Like, I bowed down to thee. Like, I'm like, okay. But also what would happen is once they got their question answered, they would stick around to help other people. And, and it's one of those cases where it's hard to give yourself advice you know, because, you know, um, hindsight's twenty twenty. You can't, like, really look at your own stuff if, you know, you're that close to it. But you can always yeah. help other people. So it became kind of a community-type thing. Um, and I'd have the same people coming back night after night to see what they could, you know, help with. And it wow. was really pretty interesting. I met some really great people through it. And had some really great experiences with it until my house burned down and I no longer had the internet for a while. <laughs> and then you had to give it so up that, for a while. That put oh, yeah, that, yeah, that, that, put that for a while. So, But it kind of reminds me of that because people are having their own little conversations in it and learning from each other and helping each other understand. Like somebody might say, wait, I totally agree with under, I, mean, I totally disagree with that and here is why. 
and they'll be like, oh, no, no, that's not what I meant. Let me clarify. And they clarify, and the other person's like, oh, okay, well, thank you for helping me understand better. And I'm like, whoa, what is happening here? <laughs> like, this is crazy. And, um, you know, I've met some people who it's amazing that they're still standing and surviving and thriving, people who have been victimized their whole life. And it's yeah. like, wow, you're like my new hero. Like, how are yeah. you even still alive? Right. So, yeah, it's been it's been pretty interesting. There have been some troublemakers. Um, this one gal came along and started answering some of the comment, you know, like commenting on some of the questions. And like one was something about getting drunk and, you know, um, like being sexually assaulted and whatnot. And she's like, Oh, well, anybody who complains about, you know, having sex when drunk is like a pussy. And all I do is I put my, grab my underwear and do my walk of shame home. And, you know, like, I'm like, okay, well, and I think she was trying to be funny, but she also was going and calling people morons and stuff. And so I deleted all her comments and then blocked her. And it's yeah. funny because I think I've had more trouble from women than I have from men. And you would think that it would kind of be the opposite. But I think mm-hmm. luckily a lot of the guys are noticing that I'm not trying to bash men. Right. I'm just trying to get a feel of what people's understanding of things are and get kind of a conversation going. And, you know, um, in fact, this one girl who, you know, she's, she was victimized horribly. So I'm not going to, you know, say anything really bad about her. But I think that, I don't know if she thought I wanted drama or something, but she just totally attacked this guy in this thread. I was, like, calling him all kinds of names. And I'm like, whoa. I don't want that. Don't do that. Right. And she ended up just blocking me and like going away. And I'm like, okay, I don't even know what that was about. And so I messaged the guy and I'm like, I am so sorry. She attacked you like that. He's like, are you kidding? That was awesome that you stood up for me. I've never seen a woman tell another woman to calm down. (laughs) I'm like, well, that's how I roll. (laughs) And that's true. That is how you roll. Okay. So, Um, on the second, this was your question. Name a specific sexual-based crime and what you'd consider a fair punishment short of death or dismemberment. More details, the better. Let's see how creative you can be uh, in your justice. Yeah, I don't think now, a lot of people understood that this one. Is pretty funny. Or not really funny, but this is what he said. He said, Rebecca, I'm not trying to be rude, but I have to admit, I'm a little curious. The majority of the time I've seen you post, it has been rape-related. Is there something specific you want to know, or is there another reason you've been wanting to approach this subject? I thought that was great. Yeah, and so I messaged him, and I told him what was up. <laughs> okay. And he, I was he's wondering like, if you're awesome. Like, yeah. <laughs> No, and then, you know, I, I wish people would tell you everything. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, what is that song? Um, oh, um, Alanis Morissette had a song with a line in it that said, "Tell you know, uh, confess your deeds to an envious man," or something like that. Anyway, oh. 
I don't um, remember. No, but yeah, I uh, no, I I messaged him and I told him what was up, and you know, he's all like, "Wow, that's pretty cool. That's pretty fascinating," you know, and so he was cool about it. And then I had like a few other people like, "I'm curious too. I'm curious too." <laughs> so I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> I'll message you all." <laughs> but yeah, it's yeah, been, that was uh, great. It's pre- pretty interesting, and for the most part, pretty positive. So, you yeah. know, I'm really happy about that. Now, um, and what I'm hoping to do is I I want to get um, at least a trailer done, uh, you know, because I'm editing stuff right now. I want to get a trailer done and use that to bring awareness to what I'm doing. And uh, once the series of documentaries um, is ready to go, I probably will have the sexual harassment one done first, put it out there to film festivals, and. Um, hopefully generate more interest and possibly more money that money at least part of that money will go to creating a foundation a nonprofit organization to help um, people understand their rights their resources you know um, how to recover things like that from you know these issues whether it be molestation or harassment or rape it's actually going to be called No Shame, which is the national organization of sexual harassment, assault, and molestation education. Right. And um, I have my domain name and everything, but I don't have a website just yet. I have to wait to get more money to, to put all that together, but... Um, you know, this is something that uh, I've become quite passionate about. And, you know, I've always wanted to help people, and I think this is a good way to do it. So, Yeah, you are amazing. And <laughs> and you. you're interested <laughs> to help women. I mean, and men, of course, but, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't remember statistics very well, and I do know that, more women than men are sexually assaulted and things like that, but I don't want to forget the men because that is important. And um, I think that there are problems um, with everyone, no matter what your gender is. And, you know, um, yeah, so I don't want to ever be one-sided. And that was one thing I wanted for my documentaries. That's why I'm trying to interview more men is so that, you know, it's fair. You know, it's not right. just one-sided. Well, and you know so what I find more men will difficult, and we were talking about this uh, before the show, but it, what's difficult is guys uh, don't like to come out and talk about anything. That's because there's a lot of shame connected with it. There's, you know, oh, well, you but know, society if I admit my girlfriend beat me up. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's why I think when, um, oh God, what is his name? Terry something. The the large African-American man who I adore, Terry, gosh, what is his name? Well, anyway, um, he was at a Hollywood party and, um, I think I talked to you about this in the last interview, but he was cornered by some executive who just grabbed his crotch. And, yeah. you know, he's like looking around and other people are staring and he's all like, well, can you help me out with this? And they're just like laughing and they're in on the joke, so to speak. 
uh, Terry Crews is his name. Yeah. And um, anyway, yeah, no, he was like livid. He's actually he actually pressed charges and everything. And I'm like, damn, because like a lot of guys might not want to admit that happened to them. You know, and, and also, like, say you're, you know, a male and you're molested as a child or you're raped in jail or whatever the case might be, you have that stigma like, oh, you probably enjoyed it. You know, yeah, it, makes you're, it means you're gay. And, of course, now this is 2020 and being gay has less of a stigma. So yeah. that in itself probably has lost, you know, some power. But, you know, there is the male ego, there is the, you know, being secure in your manhood and all of that, that is just human nature. And so, you know, we're always going to have, you know, some of that going on. So, yeah. And in fact, I asked on January 28th, can men be sexually assaulted by a woman? If so, how? If not, why not? And... I didn't quite get the answers I was expecting. I probably should have said, can, you know, can a man be raped? Because um, I was looking for, you know, specific, you know, answers as to far as far as like, how would you rape a man, right? Because, you know, how do you have sex with a guy who doesn't want to if he can't get an erection, which goes back to the whole biological reaction thing, right? Right. Um, but, you know, it has been brought to my attention. There are guys who, and somebody actually contacted me privately and told me the story about how he got with the chick and she ended up like tying him down or somehow subduing him. And, uh, you know, basically, I don't know if you're familiar with the term pegging, but basically, you know, used an object on him and, this is what got me is that like she did this to him multiple times. I'm like, so why did you keep going back if you didn't like it? And he really couldn't answer me. So it's like, okay, so did you like being abused? But that goes into a whole nother territory. But yeah. let's say it just happens once to a guy. Okay. So, you know, Somebody might get subdued, and I've heard of women doing it in packs, like three or four women attacking a guy, you know, yeah, tying him that. down or holding him down and doing stuff, right? So it does happen. It does happen. And, yeah. um, you know, it's it's not right whether you're a male or female. You shouldn't really be doing that to other people. So, Right. Well, exactly. So, and yeah. um, let me explain a little bit about the uh, about why it keeps going back. I don't like the term trauma bonding because it's not that they're bonded to the trauma, but they're conditioned prior to it occurring. And they want what they were conditioned to believe to be real when it isn't real. Well, that's part of grooming uh, when it comes to my molestation, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's what it sounds like. Well, grooming is a little bit more intense, I think, but uh, conditioning is is something they have to really work at. comes over time, but the success of the conditioning is is accurate. Um, But let's talk about, um, and you kind of talked about this a little bit, um, your February 29th was in the pick on the left, 
a woman is being sexualized, objectified, and on the right, a man is being sexualized, objectified. What's the difference, and how do you feel about each pick? Yeah, that's another one where, yeah, I got a lot of responses. I don't think people quite got what I was going for. I got a lot of great responses, though, but I don't think they quite understood. And maybe they didn't, maybe I should have clarified why I even did that. But what happened was um, a Facebook friend posted that picture of the guy, right? Asking, well, what kind of truck is that? Is that a Ford or a Chevy or whatever? And of course, Uh it's obvious to us women. That it had nothing to do with the truck. We weren't supposed to be looking at the truck, right? <laughs> and, of course, I jump on the bad wagon. And I'm like, who effing cares about the truck, right? <laughs> and I'm like, well, look what I just did. You yeah. know, and I'm not somebody who gets down on men for looking at a beautiful woman and saying something, right? In fact, if I'm on a date and I see a girl walk by with what I think is a fabulous butt, I'd be like, damn, look at that. <laughs> You know, I don't care, but yeah. um, I think it's all part of human nature. It's to me, it's it's okay to look. It's okay to maybe say something, but you have to know where the boundaries are. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm not somebody who's all uptight or too worried too much about that. Right. So, well, I, I and, don't think I should be on my, I shouldn't really, I don't think I should be too harsh on myself necessarily for commenting about a guy. I'm not so right. sure I'm a hypocrite with that, but I did jump on that bandwagon and I bet I'm <laughs> sure a lot of the women who jumped on that bandwagon would have been upset if somebody had posted a picture about a girl's booty and said something similar or, I mean, God, guys aren't as subtle, right? So yeah. they might've said, damn, look at that ass. I want to tap it or something like that. So that's why I did that. I'm like, I was trying to see if guys were going to say, Oh, I don't care if a girl says that about a guy's butt, you know? And I wanted to see what women would say. I literally, little, literally wanted to see see what the guys would say about the guy butt and the girls would say about the girl butt. Um, it didn't quite work out that way, but I did get a lot of responses. Yeah, you did. You got a lot of responses. Um, that being said, the di- in my opinion, and I think I brought this up when I wrote a comment, the one on the girl is, uh, you know, a Dr. Seuss green eggs and ham with the cat in the hat mm-hmm. looking at her derriere. And it, it really appears to me that her derriere is augmented to be a little larger uh, or fluffier. I don't know what you call it. And the guy. <laughs> <Fluffy's> good. <laughs> yeah. There's no, there's no words on the guy thing. And just a picture of his, um, he's fully dressed in jeans and a striped shirt, and it's just a picture of the backside of the whole person. And that's Except the difference. at the top, right? But at the top, I, I kept the person, the person who posted the comment, where it yeah, said, "Yeah, it's hard to hey, see that though. Did you know that? <laughs> I didn't even look I, at that because I, did. I didn't, I didn't even know that till you just said that, and then I looked up there and I'm like, oh, is that what that says? Because it's cut off. That's why." Oh, I didn't think it was cut off. Yeah, that might have been a bit of a fail on my part. It's not really a but, fail on your part. What I'm saying is is I think the uh, 
the one about the girls, little augmented, plus it had the words. And the guy and the one right. for the girls, I didn't see the words before until you just mentioned it. Um, but I don't know if I would have thought, know yeah. what it was talking about anyway. But um, So I think that was a little bit of the difference, too, instead of, you know, straight up girl in jeans, guy in jeans. What What's, you know, what's everyone yeah, going to say? Yeah, it, you know? it was hard to find something too comparable. So I just went with one that um, it looked the least like the woman was wanting to be subjected or uh, objectified right Um, because i you know i found a lot where women were bending over in yoga pants and stuff like that (laughs) or it's like okay obviously you want guys to look at your badonga donk and you know be like that booty be popping like obviously (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh girlfriend you cracked me up (laughs) Uh, i crack myself up sometimes now, let me ask you this. Um, you also noted that you got a lot of uh, unwanted messaging to you during this time period as well. What, has it been always or just the time period? It's as, just this time period. Oh, are you talking about, like, random guys just yeah. saying obnoxious? Oh, that's happened, like, always. <laughs> like, okay. Um, I've been posting those for probably close to a year now, off and on. I mean, I don't always do it but um you know if something is particularly weird i'm just like what on earth i did post one that i I posted the first part of it as part of a question but i don't think people were getting it so i just took it down and posted a different question and then Mm -hmm. i posted the whole thing i don't think anybody really thought much about it so i just took it down but basically the guy contacts me first of all he went and hearted a bunch of my pictures and then he sent me a picture of myself with a heart on it and was all like, I could tell that you are mean to guys and you you shouldn't be because they can't help it because you're just so fine. And with that smile and those eyes and those lips, damn, you should be fined for, like, being so beautiful. I'm like, hold on, what? <laughs> uh, it's my fault you find me attractive? I need to be fined? <laughs> what? I, uh, okay, my mind immediately went to victim blaming, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not a victim because he contacted me, but it's to me, I was equating it with, you know, like, oh, I raped her because of what it, what she was wearing. Um, I, I mean, that's an extreme case, but I'm just like, okay, it's my fault that you want me? Like, I'm, I'm minding my own business. Like, what? So anyway, right? Yeah, I I don't think I I got kind of mean in that one, so I so I decided not to really keep it up. Yeah, that's kind of funny. And end it with yeah. Well, the thing is, is that I was like, okay, well, if you find me for being beautiful, I'm gonna find you for contacting me and saying stupid crap to me, and I'm going to find you for all of the hearts you left, like. That was under your control. I'm gonna find you big time. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, really. But anyway, yeah, really. and then he's apologized for it, and then he started up again. And so I told him he needed to be sterilized and blocked him. <laughs> Good for you. Well, and I noticed some of these people that sent you messages. Oh my gosh, I totally would have blocked them first thing. 
<laughs> right, but you know, I've I've started entertaining people with those, so you know, it's kind of intentional. But I am going through and I'm trimming the fat um, from my friends list. So, and I'm also being way more careful about who I actually friend. So yeah. you know, we're gonna see less and less of that, I'm sure. Yeah, I um, I'm very careful. Yeah, for a while there, I was kind of willy-nilly and just friending whoever, but yeah. And part of it, I do like to educate people because I've been talking to guys online for, you know, about 20 years now. Yeah. And a lot of people don't know how to know what a catfish is, what they what it looks like, or what a scam looks like. Uh-huh. And... You know, I can tell right off the bat when somebody's pretending to be an American or somebody yeah. is trying to scam, you know. <laughs> I noticed that, too. It takes me all five seconds. Yeah. Yeah, it takes me all five seconds, and not a lot of people know that, and so that's why I post some of those things as well so they understand what it looks like. Yeah. So one of the so, questions was when some when someone flirts with flirts with you or hits on you, what makes it either welcomed or unwelcomed for you? That was one of the questions, and um, I think I got pretty typical answers because that's one thing that you know I pretty much am trying to get to the bottom of in my documentary. Yeah. Um, like here, this is actually what a guy said, and I think this goes for women too. If they find you attractive, oh, okay, actually, speaking of women, if they find you attractive, it's welcomed. If you're, if you're not, then it's not, then it's creepy. <laughs> I think that a lot of women feel that way. They, they may not admit it, <laughs> but they do feel no, that that's way. That's true. That's true. I did have an interesting problem with this guy named Roger. Um, one of my Facebook friends, um, she probably won't necessarily mind me talking about this, but she's been raped multiple times, and she actually was raped probably about a month ago. Oh no! And um, so anyway, she she mentioned it in one of the posts that I made, and this guy Roger comes along and is like, "What's the person's name? Who did it? I'm gonna kill him." Blah blah blah. And it's like, whoa, dude! Like, we're not doing vigilante stuff. Calm down. Like, <laughs> like, oh, well, I'm just, I'm just trying to be sweet and supportive. And I'm like, okay, all right, I understand that, but we can't be having that, okay? So anyway, he ends up messaging her a lot, and she did talk to him, but she made it very clear that it was, you know, just to be friends. And then one day he posts a thing on her wall that said um, something along the lines of, you're so beautiful um, and yada, yada, yada. And um, I know oh, I'd be so lucky to have you as my woman and I'd protect you and kill anybody for you or something like that. I'm just like, what? So I sent him this really long message about how his behavior could appear to be creepy and, you know, he just needs to lay off. And um, anyway, he's just like, oh, I didn't ask for that, you know, or ask for your opinion. And uh, so anyway, he just was like really creepy and we both ended up blocking him. But 
it was like, damn, I hope he doesn't know where she lives because he was acting so stalkerish. It was like kind of shocking. It's like, where are these people coming from? And uh, anyway, so yeah, that was a, a weird little thing that happened there. Yeah, that is weird. Um, on the 28th, you you uh, posted, how and why do we justify sexual assault? What, why would you, um, what made you want to write that? Um, I actually got somebody's opinion, and it may have been the friend I was just talking about. I can't remember who I was talking to, actually. And I was like, hey, what should I post, right? Because I'll ask people randomly, what should I post? And because uh, let's face it, you know, one question a day, I'm kind of running out of material, right? Yeah. So, um, so she mentioned that, you know, we use a lot of excuses for people like, oh, he had a bad childhood. Of course, he rapes people, you know, oh. something like that. So I'm like, OK, yeah, I'll just word it a little differently. But, yeah, let's try that. And I don't think a lot of people really got what I was going for, which is fine. I, that's, that's why I like to leave it vague, just to see where people's minds go. Uh-huh. Um, how many comments did I get on that one? Uh, it was 26. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that one didn't have oh, quite... Oh, sorry, 16. Um, a, I thought it was 26. Oh, 16? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes, I didn't get quite an overwhelming response on that one, but I think I got some fairly decent answers. Um, I I think a few people uh, did understand what I was going for on that. But, yeah, that's basically where that came from was the the, the premise, basically, that, um, you know, and I think that we started off wanting to understand people better. So it's like, well, what caused them to be like this? And Uh then, you know, we've kind of twisted that from what caused them to be like this to, oh, let's use that for reasons and excuses as to why they act that way. So that's kind of where that went or that, you know, where that came from and what was the uh, intention there. This guy, David, said, he goes, this that's from years of coddling criminals and ignoring crime victims. And that's true. Mhm. I think he understood the question pretty well. Yeah. And um, I got 53 yep, on this one. Why does, ra- why does a rapist rape? <laughs> that sounds like a weird sentence, right? But that Good one, question. I got some pretty, Yeah. Somebody said because they lack self-control. Um, and then, let's see. Most of the time, it's a power <laughs> and control issue, really. Say that again? I said most of the time, it's a power and control issue. Oh, absolutely. And there's like ten, maybe 10 types of rapists. And about 8 out of 10 of those have to do with being sadistic. Oh, I wow. usually say eight out of ten are sadistic. So yeah. Um, this one guy said, "Damn, who can get into the mind of a of a rapist?" And uh, I think I said something along the lines of, "Be glad you can't." <laughs> yeah, really. Um, somebody yeah, said be- probably the same reason a killer kills, no rational reason. So watch your back. 
shoot first, ask questions later. <laughs> and you you did answer just power and control. Yeah. Now, and I'm not trying to bust your chops, but you do seem ha- to have very short answers on these most of the time. And yeah, I don't have a whole lot of time to go through Facebook. That's, okay, that's what it is. Okay. Yeah. Because I was and, like, wow, um, I would so think I'm this lady would have the most to say. And I sometimes don't post anything to anybody's. So I'm just, what is everybody doing? Okay, yeah, there. I have 10 minutes or something, you know. Right, right. I, I like, wish well, they could be more methodical busy. for sure, but I love them. <laughs> I have to tell you that. Oh, thanks. Are there any that you kind of just rolled your eyes at? Um, no, but I'll tell you, my hat was off that you would even ask them. (laughs) And you did it on a consistent basis, which I thought was absolutely wonderful. Yeah, yeah, um, I I have decided to just keep doing it because I have a lot of people who seem to be enjoying it, who have thanked me for doing it. And the funny thing is, is that I didn't even put any, I didn't have qualms about it. I just started doing it. I didn't think about repercussions or anything like that yeah well i'll tell you um communication and opening up about all this is really important it really is i agree i I totally agree with that um one question i only got five comments on and i was really expecting a lot of backlash on this one why are there so many religious leaders who molest or rape others was it was it the main reason they wanted their position or learned things somehow or something else? And, of course, people said, like, absolute, uh, absolute, absolute power corrupts absolutely, which I thought was yeah. pretty good. Control yeah. over the mentally innocent. And then you yeah. said abuse is a learned behavior usually due to being a victim first. Right. Which can be very true. And then um, my friend Wendy, who I'm going to interview, she's actually a rape victim who her her uh, rapist uh, is in prison, which is good. Good. Um, she said religion almost always places humans into a hierarchy of value. Men are more valuable than women. Adults more valuable than children. When you see yourself as a more valuable than others, I think she meant more valuable than others. It's easy to lose sight of their humanity. Furthermore, it's written everywhere. Women are born to serve men. Children respect their elders. Implicit is, hold on. Implicit is failing to do so puts your soul in jeopardy. It's a perfect storm of dogmas that allows that allow the wrong people who have achieved a position of authority to use other weaker individuals placed before him or her by God himself to fulfill their need to feel powerful over others. And when this institution protects the the violators at the expense of the victims, it becomes a safe haven predators and lures them in. Wow. That's a pretty good answer. <laughs> yeah, that's a great answer. Now, on um, the 27th, you asked, what impact or effects does 
sexual assault have on a community? What was your, uh, you got 70, 74 on that yeah, one. Yeah, that one, yeah, that one was a pretty popular one. My thought behind that was basically how, like, say somebody is a, rapes another person. Mm-hmm. The community is usually torn apart because their friends are, it's a polarizing thing. Um, some people may be on the victim's side. Some people may be against the victim. Some people may be on the perpetrator side. Some people may be against them. So that's where I was thinking. I know that there's always other problems as well, not to mention you know, it's and it impacts resources in the community. There's the investigation. There's costs involved. There's, you know, the the court stuff. So it, it's draining on emotion. It's draining on resources. It's draining on the community as a whole sometimes. And so that was the thought behind that question. <laughs> Yeah, and it does affect the community. If people really understood that, it has a major impact on the community. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm not looking at that one. Was there any uh, responses that you liked? Um, I won't say a name, but this one guy, pretty interesting. This is from a guy, and it's pretty mm-hmm. long. Okay. And it says, I was a victim of an attempt rape in high school twice, once by a group and once by uh, one person. I was molested about 151 times, all but one by an extra mate, the other time by a football player when I was 17. I think that these instances, plus the fact that I was violently attacked by at least 20 times in high school, almost all by big men who were heavy is why I am hesitant and prejudiced against big men who are heavy and tall despite being six foot three and a bit on the large size as an adult. I have been taken advantage of by women probably about 12 times as an adult with fraud, manipulation, and other items. And I was being manipulated by several women in high school, including one who had been wanting to date me for a bit. I have a lot less of the benefit of the doubt on trusting people. I was single for over six years as a result of this. I have awful PTSD flashbacks when I see people treating others badly. I have schizoaffective disorder, depression, anxiety, and ADHD diagnosed as an adult with autism being the one, the only one diagnosed as a child since bipolar two was diagnosed as a teenager I have been treated terribly, uh, treated, you know, it should be terribly, by both genders and have lived through things like you wouldn't believe. So in my case, debt, my word, not being believed, quitting my job after how emotional abuse happened, several breakups with my current partner, being in a chair mistrust in others, a less forgiving heart, restraining and no contact orders from others who don't understand what I'm doing, stories that could go on for days about my pain and the list goes on. 
um, the fact that I have only trusted a few people I met as an adult right away speaks volumes of what I went through. I don't want anyone else to go through what I went through. And I'm telling the truth that this happens so that no one else goes through this much trauma and mental illness as an adult. Also, I am anatomically male, so even though women are more likely uh, for it to happen, I am gender non-conforming and a queer queen, as well as physical challenges and intellectual challenges and mental health challenges. So yes, uh, it happens to everyone who who is a part of a marginalized group. Wow, that's sad. Yeah, yeah, it, it, and I've actually been thinking about asking the question: Why is it that somebody who is victimized young keeps getting victimized, you know, over and over again in life? I may ask that, you know, soon. Get people's opinion on it. I mean, honestly, I think that somehow there's an invisible sign on people's forehead that only victimizes And that's what I hear a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I think I heard that kind of early on and it made sense to me. Yeah. And, you know, Um, he made a comment that all victims of abuse make, I don't want what happened to me to happen to anyone else. Right. And which I think is a natural thing um, for most people who have been, you know, victims. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, as far as I know, um, anyway. Yeah. All right, girly Will, our time is almost up, but I just wanted to thank you for coming on and sharing with me because I found your post, like, so interesting, and um, and I wanted to know uh, a lot of what some of the responses were because we didn't really talk too much about that before you came on, of course. And um, uh, But they were really, really good, and... Uh, and your comments, I mean, that people, you know, addressed you privately to talk to you about things, that's awesome as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, in fact, um, one of my Facebook friends, his wife has been horribly victimized, and it, it it's created problems within their family. And um, he was, you know, the other morning he was asking me for advice on how to help her and stuff, and I kind of felt like I was playing marriage counselor there a little bit, but I thought it was interesting that he trusted me and was asking my opinion, even though I'm not an expert, you know, he trusted me to, you know, guide him in some way. And yeah. uh, I just uh, found that interesting. Yeah. That and is I was happy to, you know, kind of help him a little bit. So that was, that was kind of cool. Well, and a very kind also of you <laughs> to be doing that. Oh, well. I would like to say I try to be kind, but the truth is, is that uh, I can't help it. <laughs> this is my nature. <laughs> hey, I, I want try you to be to share selfish the name of your company it, again. Oh, it's no shame. Um, no, it stands for National Organization of Sexual Harassment. Um, excuse me, Sexual Harassment, Assault, and Molestation Education. Okay. And then my domain name is going to be Viction, which is S-V-I-C-I-O-N.com or .org. I have, like, all of those. Um, there's nothing there yet. 
Um, but basically it's short for Special Victims Action or even Revolution. just depends on how you want to look at it. But it's yeah. a lot of words put together, basically, but it's diction. Um, sort of like spelt, but it's diction. <laughs> but, um, you know, I was like, I want to create a word. Yay. Anyway. <laughs> so um, I heard that. Right. <laughs> um, all right. Well, hey, thanks so much for having me on again. And, um, you well, know, you know I always love wants... having you. I always think you're wonderful and you come up with the best stuff. I mean, <laughs> so off the wall <laughs> stuff. I love it. <laughs> well, you know, I, I'm not just thinking outside the box. I blew, blew up the box long ago and, and uh, left it far, far behind and, yeah, anyway. <laughs> That's true. Okay, thank you, sweetie. I love you, and I'll talk to you soon. All right, love you too. Bye, hon. Okay, bye-bye. Okay, we're going to go to a public service announcement real quick, and uh, then I want to introduce again uh, who will be on next week. My savings are gone. Okay, where were they last? Here, right before I spent them on that vacation to Aruba. Weird. Not weird. Not saving now means no money later. For free ways to save, go to feedthepig.org. This message brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Making a Difference About Domestic Violence and Abuse with your host, Shereen Rice, on the CWR Talk Network. Welcome back. This is Shireen from Making a Difference About Domestic Violence. I want to thank Rebecca for coming on tonight. I I know uh, she uh, loves talking about um, these things uh, that she posts on her Facebook, and some of them were very interesting. I know that she's in the middle of this movie about sexual abuse, and uh, I just can't wait for that to come out either. I want you to look up the name Anthony Christensen, he's the one we're going to be talking about next week. Tammy Coates is going to be my guest, and she is the organizer or creator or found, founder for the Cammy May Foundation. And, um, yeah, I'm pretty impressed with two five-life sentences and 15 years, one set of 15 years. That's great. Uh, so we're going to talk about what she went through. We're, I'm going to have her describe her daughter's story uh, briefly what she and also what Cam, uh, Tammy went through and uh, going through because he did plead not guilty for a really long time and tried everything and pushed it back probably about four years and I think they had a death sentence on the table so that's why he pled guilty maybe I'm not sure so we will find out next week I want to thank everybody for listening I want you to stay safe have a good night. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.